for planners. Crypto for planners. Crypto for planners. Crypto for planners. You are now tuned in to Crypto for Planners. All financial advisors are welcome to Crypto for Planners. Crypto for Planners. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Crypto for Planners podcast put on by PlannerDAO, the only CFP that matters. Today, we are joined by Dr. Taji. Dr. Taji is coming all the way to us from the Middle East uh, and is going to be launching some courses to teach financial professionals in the Middle East region about crypto and decentralized finance. And those courses are going to be approved for certified digital asset advisor designation through PlannerDAO. And we're so excited to have our courses. We're so excited to have courses and our designation being offered in the Middle East region, which is so important to crypto. Dr. Taji, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Aras, for, for having me. Sure. Great to have you here. So first, Dr. Taji, tell us a little bit uh, about the background and what brought you here to talk about, uh, about, about crypto. What else have you done in your career that brings you the idea of wanting to talk about it and teach it? So, Adam, I started uh, in crypto in 2015. Uh, and initially, it was trading. And then... Uh, started speaking on different platforms as a speaker. Uh, so since then, we established our firm in Dubai for helping financial institutes and entrepreneurs uh, in understanding the crypto and the investments. And then I came across uh, a, an awesome guy called Adam and his course. And then, uh, I mean, it's an awesome course. And then we we uh, we thought that it, it is needed in this industry, especially in this area and this in this region. Uh, so we translated it uh, in Arabic. So and we will be offering uh, the uh, this course, um, the the certified digital asset course in the MENA region, uh, inshallah, uh, by next year. So uh, in both English and Arabic. So it's a very brief um, introduction. Okay, well, let's, um, it, that's really interesting to me, and, and it's one of the, the regions I'm super excited about having a certified digital asset advisor course in, um, because we've heard so much about crypto and DeFi in the Middle East, and, and we primarily hear about it in Dubai. So if you could tell us a little bit about what's going on. I know you recently got back from a conference there. I know as you and I are speaking now, we're post-FTX debacle. So if you could tell me a little bit about what's going on in the crypto and DeFi world uh, over there in the Middle East, that would help? Uh, honestly, uh, Dubai has gone crazy. Uh, the, the government is supporting, the regulations are supporting it uh, in, a very, um, in, a very, in a way that is helping the investors and the, uh, the public, the general public, uh, and their interest as well, and their safety as well. Uh, and this comes rights with the FTX uh, issue that if you know the FTX got their preliminary license uh, for MVP in Dubai to operate and still they were it was a preliminary license actually uh, so they didn't start operating in Dubai or in, in, in that region um, and still they didn't have their bank account opened local in the local banks so and Dubai stopped them in, uh, right away. So, uh, so the, the thing is that they are they are very good in regulations. Uh, just to add, the Abu Dhabi, <coughs> the MG, uh, ADMG, the uh, Dubai Global uh, Market, uh, 
is one of the first uh, government regulation who started issuing the, the cryptocurrencies license in 2017, uh, 15. So they were the first actually, and they are the most uh, stricted and the most difficult, uh, you know, uh, regulation uh, regulators to get the license from. So they are doing very good. Uh, they are, um, the things are getting very dynamic, um, investors, coders, uh, projects. Um, I mean, the government by themselves, they are into a lot of things. Uh, they are into um, uh, into the metaverse initiatives. They are into uh, establishing the golden visas. They have established golden visas for the coders. Uh, so, I mean, the it's a very fertile uh, ground at the moment for the cryptocurrencies. If we look from the governmental point of view, I mean, it's the best uh, country at the moment. And this is this is their vision to be the leader in the cryptocurrencies and digital assets. Uh, so they're working towards it uh, very strongly. Okay, wait, when you say that the government is very into it, is what is the government uh, just doing what they can to, to try to bring businesses there and bring crypto business? Or is the government actually involved in the, the technology or in, or in helping to build it all? Right. Yes. Uh, so the, when it comes to the regulation just now, they have, uh, so they are revising their licenses and their categories just now. They have uh, increased to eight categories in Dubai, uh, the crypto licenses. Um, simultaneously is with Bahrain as well. Uh, they have four categories of licenses uh, when it comes to the cryptocurrencies and services. So they are continuously revising their, uh, uh, their license and regulations same time they are also uh, investing in the um, adopting the the blockchain the the ministry of justice have adopted uh hbar as their um, um uh, the uh, blockchain for uh, the verification of certification so uh, i mean they are also adopt the adoptability is also there uh, they have opened their uh, offices in Metaverse, uh, Ministry of Commerce, Health, Ministry of Health, and other uh, entities, uh, governmental entities. So they are adopting at the simultaneously. They are also creating uh, and uh, you know refining the, uh, the the regulations as well. Okay, so that that's really interesting. Are they um, they're utilizing the technology? I guess for, uh, it seems like they're going to be some of the first to utilize it for uh, things like voting and keeping track of, of citizenship and, and things like that. It seems like they're kind of going that direction. You mentioned the Golden Visa program that, it, uh, you know, I've heard of, of Middle East countries like that, and especially Dubai really pushing into those realms. Is that something that you see happening soon? Uh, wait, voting, I'm not sure at the moment. Uh, we haven't heard about it, but yes, the, the so what they have done is that they are offering Golden Visas for the for uh, the crypto or the the blockchain coders and investors and uh, you know beside uh, Dubai also uh, Aramco Saudi Aramco are have also invested in uh, in blockchain technology and they have invested into uh, you know decentralized ledgers uh, with one of the Houston's firm uh, they have also invested into uh, so so there's a there's an issue, initiative uh, they call it a uh, Ford Industrial Revolution. Uh, it's a subsidiary or an initiative for Aramco, and this they are they have invested quite into a lot of projects, which is uh, uh, into blockchain, 
And uh, Aramco Ventures have also invested into blockchain and uh, distributed ledger uh, technology as well. So Saudi Aramco, uh, Dubai or Abu Dhabi, Emirat and uh, Bahrain, they are simultaneously quite, you know, they are investing. But Dubai and, uh, and, um, uh, and Bahrain are more into financial as well, uh, rather, than, rather than Saudi. Saudi is right at the moment just investing in the technology or adopting the technology. The technology but not at the financial side uh offering the financial services but dubai is very open uh bahrain is very open okay so dubai really taking advantage of their their kind of lead or or, or being one of the leaders in the world in the financial world uh and jumping into crypto and DeFi and blockchain and decentralized ledger technology to say we're going to welcome all these people and all, all these coders and all these investors and everything to come here we're going to, you know, have regulations that are open to it, uh, and we're going to, as you said, issue these licenses. But we're, but they're not doing it necessarily. You know, as we see in the U.S., it's it's doing it almost out of um, it, it's almost doing it out of need, uh, out of the fact that so many people are into it that they just kind of have to do it. Otherwise, they'll be left behind. Whereas it seems like Dubai is doing it to make sure they they get and maintain a lead. Right. Um, and, uh, the thing is that even, you know, you find uh, local governments, like uh, there are a few uh, exchanges which are Abu Dhabi, like Mubadala. Mubadala is uh, the government investment house. Uh, they have invested actually in few of the exchanges. Uh, so they are also in, uh, investing in the, in the exchanges as well, like uh, Midchain. Midchain is one of the exchanges registered here. And uh, they are the, uh, it's a local investment. Uh, beside uh, uh, beside the I mean uh, Bitoasis and other as well. But what I'm trying to say is that even the government is investing into exchanges now. So uh, the the government is uh, as you have asked me that uh, are they they are also investing or so yes they are investing uh, heavily and adopting the technology as well. Okay, well that I mean you know love the idea that they're pushing that forward so much, especially for a, a region and an area that that uh, has. Uh, push so far so quickly to be a financial leader in the world. Um, something that uh, I think you're about to touch on and um, I want to chat with you about specifically is something that I, I know very little about, you probably know a lot more about, which is Sharia law, Sharia compliance. Uh, and if you can go into a little bit about, you know, a, a little bit about what it is and then how uh, crypto or DeFi is addressing that because it's it's a little bit different in terms of lending and borrowing, and right. so if you could uh, address that because it it seems counterintuitive to the the growth of crypto in the Middle East, but I want to I want to hear what what you have to say about it. Right. So uh, we have to break it down. So we have <clears throat> the Sharia uh, looks into the uh, the lending and the borrowing interest as not permittable. Uh, so. We have right now the uh, the uh, Bahrain uh, Sharia Council, uh, which is working under the Central Bank of Bahrain, have uh, licensed uh, Mina Coin Mina. It's one of the exchanges actually, and they they claim to be Sharia compliant. Uh, so what they are doing is they are permitting limited uh, coins, which is which we consider as commodities. So investing in commodities is okay by the uh, from the Sharia perspective, which is Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin ETH, uh, Litecoin, and these kind of projects. 
but when it comes to the lending and borrowing still uh we don't have any clearing clear um you know approach to it uh because again interest as is not permittable so still it's uh under debate uh, but there are a few other projects in malaysia actually uh and and in, in, in that part of the world uh, in turkey and malaysia they are coming up with the compliant borrowing and lending but that's still it's just to institutional clients uh, in uk yeah but that's just to institutional client, clients not for the uh for the general public so uh so we can say the borrowing and lending is still not permittable when it comes to the sharia compliance we don't have any project uh, sharia compliant but the rest of the coins uh selected coins are okay uh as far as we consider them as commodities so that's the that's how we look into it okay so in in, in dubai which, which is you know kind of attempting to be the leader is there a, a mandate that everything crypto and DeFi related maintain its Sharia compliance? Not in Dubai. No, 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 no not, not at all. Not even in Bahrain, actually. Uh, this this project actually CoinMina, uh, an exchange, just to cater the local market and to to, to the Muslim community, they have uh, you know, uh, I mean, this is their target audience and this is their sales pitch, that uh, they are Sharia Sharia compliant and they, that's the reason they have selected coins with them. But uh, from the regulation point of view, no, there is no uh, compliance that you have to be a Sharia compliant. No, there's no obligation. Okay, interesting. So tell me a little bit about, I, I guess, the um, the companies that you're seeing or, or the, I guess, the types of projects. But more than anything, I mean, we, we hear about Binance, of course, um, being headquartered over there. But what else are you seeing in terms of companies uh, in the crypto world that either have set up shop or set up headquarters or something over there and, and what are they doing to build? Is it that they're setting up shop just to be licensed in Dubai or are they hiring a whole bunch of people over there? Yes, I mean, they are hiring a lot of people and I, uh, bit uh, by bit actually, just I read the news, they are laying off 30% of their employees just uh, in Dubai. So because of this bear market. Uh, so in, when it comes to the uh, exchanges, uh, more than 10 exchanges are being registered here. Uh, which includes Binance, Bitoasis, Bybit, Coinmina, Crypto.com, uh, FTX was there, uh, UHUB is, you know, it's an uh, it's a quite old exchange, OKX, um, again, they are also registered here. Uh, also DeFi custodians, uh, asset managers, uh, they are here, uh, financial service providers, uh, they are here. So, I mean, it's, it's a very broader, uh, you know, um, uh, market actually, uh, Japanese uh, communio, they are the uh, uh, they have applied for the DeFi custodians. Uh, they have MVP still. Uh, I mean, it's a preliminary license. They have to fulfill the requirements uh, to start operating. Um, I mean, uh, every right from the exchange to custodians to financial DeFi financial service providers like Amber Group, uh, Scaleop, uh, TPS Capital. Uh, I mean, there's so many things happening and uh, it's not just that they don't want to uh, open as just to open. See, I mean, as I said, that I mean, everyone, um, you can find good coders. Uh, the, the regulation is easy. It's tax free. Uh, you know, I mean, I have seen a lot of good projects coming from Europe and UK just because of the taxation. Uh, the living is easy, the security is there. So, uh, I mean, it's not just to have 
the existence it is also because you will find talents uh, in a very better uh, prices and uh, even the operations is quite cheaper uh, when it uh, when you compare it to the rest of the world and the regulation is there right so what is the um I, I guess what is the adoption like over there what what is the the adoption from you know individual investors obviously for well for for institutional investors and for individual investors what are you seeing in terms of adoption you know using crypto buying using DeFi, those kinds of things so uh just uh, we'll say we'll take the use case of Bahrain. uh now there are five thousand merchants where you can pay just by the yes if you can even go to a petrol station or the gas station and you can pay for through your crypto actually yes. really so, so, you, so you can you can you can pay to fill up your car in crypto awesome uh the, the best part see this is what happened actually the binance got the full fourth level category license from the uh, central bank of Bahrain cbb so and they um I mean, they had good uh, partnerships with the local uh, uh, payment uh, fintechs. So the Binance Pay is the most paid or the most uh, used app at the moment here in Bahrain. And more than, as I said, 5,000 merchants, you can pay right from the gasoline to your supermarkets for groceries just by your cryptocurrencies. So there are other fintechs coming up, uh, you know, helping integrating with Binance and other exchanges for the payments. But yes, the adoptability is there and you can pay with your cryptocurrencies. So, so okay, so people there are actually, you know, purchasing and holding and, uh, and adopting and everything. Right. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Wow. Okay. And, uh, like, like Salvador. Okay. So we're well ahead of where we are, obviously, in the United States. In, in terms of crypto, what, but but what is the feeling among the the, the actual people? Is it does it still feel like it's very speculative, or are people okay with actually using you know buying crypto, using it? Are are they okay with that, or is it look? I bought Bitcoin, it went way up, so I'm going to use it to pay for my gas. Right. So uh, the thing is that still because it's new and uh, they just. The, the awareness and the adoption started in 2021 and now. So the market started from, you know, we are in the bear market. So the adoption started when we were downfalling. Uh, so the, the fear is there, uh, but strangely, uh, even in my trip to Dubai, it was awesome to see that how many uh, investors are right now willing to invest in good projects uh, VCs are available there with their funds to invest in good projects. So still, uh, the, the institutional investment is there in good projects and, um, people are adopting it. And you, when you're seeing the payment, usually they are doing it with the, uh, stable coins and, uh, you know, yeah. So that's, that's more, uh, like they are buying, selling and using the stable coins for the payments rather than so using the cryptocurrencies. Are they using, this is interesting, are they using stable coins that are pegged to the dollar? Yes. Okay. Are, are, they, are yeah. they hoping to have stable coins pegged to, to something else at some point and not um, be reliant on the dollar? No, I'm not sure. Uh, but, but still the witness is not there when you, when you say that something like that. Uh, but the stable coin in this region, we have USDT. That's the most used stable coin. We don't use, uh, and the next is the Binance one, but the, the mostly used is uh, USDT. 
So uh, even you can pay the governments with uh, USDT. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Interesting. So uh, that's that's the stable coins are being used, which is back back. Okay. With, uh, so the, the really interesting thing for me hearing that is the fact that people can use stable coins and use USDT and, and Binance USD a lot. The fact that they're using it to actually, not, not only buying it, but using it to actually pay for, for things tells me that as soon as, um, I mean, when, when they get the, the Sharia compliance, you know, under control in terms of crypto, it's going to be huge over there, right? Everyone's going to be lending and borrowing and, and stuff. But our, I mean, I know there have been so many financial companies that have set up there, banks and such, are they having a problem with this? Are they going to, because it, the, the whole, not the whole point, but part of the point is to kind of cut the banks out. Do you see where they might have an issue with it? I'm not sure, Adam. I think uh, as a financial advisor, uh, you can uh, speak on it on, uh, more than me, but uh, to be very honest, a lot of banks are also uh, investing in a lot of good projects. Uh, and the threat is always there. Uh, that is the reason uh, the, the banks are also trying to uh, open the division, which, uh, you know, cater this target audience. Um, 2017, actually, they opened a corridor um, between Dubai and Saudi and, um, for the digital currency uh, transfer between uh, private banks and the government entities. So they are trying to understand uh, the CBDC as well simultaneously. So I believe uh, that they will be moving towards CBDC, but right now they are testing the market actually. So we don't know exactly what the regulations will be in the coming future, but uh, at the moment people are using it, companies are being established, uh, regulations are being uh, enforced and being refined as we understand and as the market matures. Uh, and banks are trying to understand how they can, uh, you know, how they can be uh, part of it, of this revolution uh, by providing custody, by, by providing I don't know services to the domain to normal clients and institution buying for them holding for them uh lending for them but uh let's see exactly but to my understanding i i don't know exactly what the banks will do in the near future i mean what the future carries for them but right now this is what they are doing to to keep themselves in the market and they are wait and watch kind of a situation Okay, so now, okay, so, so we've kind of set the stage now, right? Like the, the Middle East region, especially Dubai, Bahrain, are moving into the, the financial aspects of crypto, Saudi moving into the, the kind of technology aspects of, of blockchain. Uh, you have people actually buying and using not just crypto for speculation, but using stable coins and actually able to pay for things. So now we move into the idea of what you're doing, which is going to be teaching mainly financial professionals about crypto so they can help others. So let's talk a little bit about the, you know, what financial advisors, accountants and everything um, are, are hearing, I, I guess, what you think that financial advisors are hearing from clients and how your courses are, are going to, to help them so that they can help these investors. Um, so what we are doing is that uh, Planter Dow has uh, given us a framework uh, um, based on that framework, we have established or we have uh, 
uh, made our courses, uh, which is basically what we are trying to teach these uh, financial, conventional financial advisors uh, and entrepreneurs who are looking into investing or understanding the uh, this this uh, this technology and investment uh, new asset class. We are trying to walk them through uh, the basic Bitcoin and blockchain smart contracts, uh, understanding the exchanges, wallets, and uh, 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 the uh, the DeFi thing. Uh, DAOs is another thing, actually. I came across a few of the projects. On, um, a, a very close friend of mine, he's also my partner, actually. His son has established a DAO, and he is working on it. So, uh, I mean, as I said, the metaverse is, uh, is a very growing and um, uh, field in Dubai as the government by themselves they have involved in it last I think two months back they had this uh, uh, metaverse um, event actually one of the biggest uh, in the Middle East uh, conducted by by the the ruler himself in Dubai future uh, under the uh, Dubai future initiative so the metaverse uh, we are trying to teach uh, because as the metaverse is uh, is I mean um, talk of the town so we are trying to address the metaverse and nft as, as well in this course um, and how how these people how these investors these advisors can incorporate all this technology all these uh things in the in practice uh we are walking them through with the regulations uh trying to tell them the the, the different regulations and the opportunities uh because if you cannot register yourself in dubai you can do it in bahrain and as as a part of gcc the you can operate you know into as like so these people who are registered in Bahrain and Dubai they are they are entertaining Saudi Arabia at the moment and Oman and Qatar and all other um, uh, the, the the neighboring countries uh, the, the council countries so uh, so we are trying to um, uh, walk them through these regulations and how they can help their clients their uh, their banks their um, family offices so this is this is the, uh, the the highlight of the course actually the, the the main points of the course or the uh, the main idea of the course uh that's i mean that sounds great we we of course <clears throat> love that you're that, that you're going to be teaching these financial professionals that can help other people of course with their with their money and and those that are um it's interesting because it's not only those that are trying to invest but probably those that are going to be moving to dubai or getting jobs over there that may or may not be getting paid in crypto are going to need some help as well uh, and they're going to need help from, you know, financial professionals that just understand how to help others with their financial lives. And really important that those people, uh, that, that those financial advisors or financial professionals understand how crypto works. So where, tell us again, where, where the course is going to be launched or, or where you're going to be offering them. Right. So uh, we will be, uh, we're expecting it to be launched in uh, Bahrain and in Dubai. Uh, mostly in Dubai in coming future. In the first quarter of Dubai, we are going to conduct the course there. And if the demand is there, we are also open for behind uh, for Saudi market. But uh, initially, the idea is to uh, to to have a online and um, uh, in-person course in Dubai uh, in the first quarter of uh, next year. So we will be doing it in Dubai. Okay. Cool. That that's uh that's going to be an exciting time to start i i think uh yeah. hopefully a lot of this stuff will be behind us by then i i hope the market actually 
gets better and so because there's still a lot of uh, fear in the market but what we are seeing that i hope so that the bottom is there and then you know the uh, you know the the, the 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 people but the thing is that even in this market you can this is this is the time actually when uh, good projects are uh, you know are being made and good investments are being made another thing is that uh, people really don't understand that the, the site trading, there are so many other things uh, within the cryptocurrencies that you can do actually, which is borrowing and lending, liquidity providing. And there, I mean, there are so many things uh, which we are trying to, uh, to communicate with these uh, advisors uh, and trying to teach them and expose them to all these, uh, you know, uh, uh, instruments, uh, investment in instruments within this asset class. So I hope by next year. Yeah, I, I hope it, it, even if we, even if we're not necessarily completely on the upswing, hopefully just a lot of the turmoil is out. Yes. And as you said, there's still things besides buying tokens and hoping they go up. There's still lending and borrowing and there's still exchanges and there's still everything else you can do in DeFi that doesn't matter if the market's going up or not. Exactly. Right. So, okay. Well, well, we uh, appreciate it, and you know, obviously appreciate your your coming on here and talking to us, uh, not only about the course but about what's happening there with with crypto in the Middle East region. It, it's uh, not often that we get to talk to someone who's actually in the middle of it. Uh, we, you know, we we read stories and we hear things, but it's nice to hear what's actually uh, going on there. I know you just got back from a conference there in Dubai, and there are so many crypto conferences in Dubai, but. Um, real quickly, I know, I know it's kind of backtracking a bit, but tell us a little bit about what the sentiment is like, because it was just post FTX or kind of while it was still going on. So what is the, the sentiment like over there? Is it still very, right. very bullish and, and wanting to invest or, or is, are people a little bit more cautious now? No, the people are cautious, actually. And uh, because FTX was registered uh, in, in Dubai and uh, so people are cautious and even in the conference uh, uh so the the regulation uh, the regulators and the uh, other exchanges uh renowned exchanges were there as well as a speaker i mean they were all uh focusing and trying to uh to build the uh you know uh the confidence and trying to communicate to the to the audience and to the uh to the investors and uh, that it was more kind of an administrative issue uh, rather than the the industry. I mean, it, it is not about the Bitcoin or uh, the, the cryptocurrency itself. So there is no problem with the blockchain technology. It was the, uh, the FTX was centralized managerial issue or uh, I mean, it was it was something which is not related to the to the cryptocurrency itself. Uh, or the uh, the technology itself. So yes, I mean they were trying to uh, clear the name uh, and they were trying to build the, uh, the the confidence. So yes, the fear is there, but uh, I mean it. The, 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 this is December. Usually people are on vacation. FIFA is going happening. Uh, in, even all with all that, the conference was full. Uh, the networking was awesome. So, I mean, as I said, the Dubai is crazy, actually. And it, I mean, yes, still, I mean, people are interested in good projects. And well, they I, are, yeah. I, I look forward to getting there and uh, seeing one of these yeah. conferences and, and being a part of it soon. Um, sure. Most welcome. All right. 
Dr. Taji, anything else you want to tell us? You want to talk about how, how people that might be listening from your region, how they're going to find the course? Well, they can visit our website, uh, pxdx.co, and uh, we will be updating our uh, Dubai course uh, location and uh, dates uh, for in-person and online as well. So they can get all the information from there. Uh, and that's, or they can follow me on my Twitter account, which you can uh, post it in on the, in the description or, uh, you know, so we'll be updating our upcoming courses there as well. All right. Well, we will be sure to uh, put those, those links here and, and talk about them a little more. And Dr. Taji, thank you so much for spending so much time with me today and, uh, and, and recording this. And thank you even more for being a part of, of Planner Allen Certified Digital Asset Advisor and teaching these courses to financial professionals so they can help others understand you know, how, to, how to use and, and uh, make crypto part of their lives. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Thank you very much. Thank you. And and for everyone listening, thank you so much for listening to the Crypto for Planners podcast uh, presented by PlannerDAO, the only CFP that matters.